Hello and welcome to How Could This Be Right? I'm your host, Victoria Lutzhoft, and it feels so good to be here with you all today. This episode is amazing. You're in for a real treat. So turn it up, get comfortable, and let's dive in. Hello and welcome. I am so excited to be bringing you straight into my life today. (laughs) For those of you who are new to me, new to the podcast, or maybe you just haven't heard from me for a little while, I'm a little nervous, can you tell? (laughs) It's a... a new phenomenon to sit and talk to yourself and envision your friends and family and loved ones in front of you or whatever, I don't know, whatever the podcast experts recommend. I am a 3-5 in my human design and I've come to realize through different readings from human design experts and friends that I don't necessarily research stuff. I just have to like try it and do it. So that's really part of what this podcast experience has been about. Not obviously, you know, listening to some podcasts and seeing what I like, but really just like going for it, trying it out, seeing what fits, what doesn't, what I like, what doesn't, what I'm comfortable doing, like how I feel good sitting and talking into a microphone by myself. Some of the episodes that will be coming out later as we go, I've like recorded walking in the forest (laughs) on my AirPods. So, you know, this is just truly me, my heart, my life, all the noise and the bumps and the things included because, you know, we all need a little wabi-sabi, I think. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Victoria. A lot of people once referred to me in, in back in the day in high school as Mama Vic. That is a name that I reclaimed and we'll talk about in another episode as my Instagram handle when I became an actual mom. And so Vic, Mama Vic, Victoria, whatever, you are welcome to call me. Never really got on the Vicky train. No, I, I have some Vickies in my life. Love them. Let's, you know, but my, and my sister calls me Toria, which is, yeah, she couldn't pronounce the V's back in the day. I'm a women's coach and really that's just the most general broad term that I can use to encompass like all of the things that I love doing and coaching and and teaching and sharing about, um, whether that is in business, in intimacy, in sisterhood. I work with women all around the world. I'm so blessed, um, to have clients that are just spreading the globe And it really varies, you know, whether we are doing long-term private mentorship where we can dive into every area of their lives or they're in a more, you know, high-paced, specialized program like Fully Expressed or Rev Woman or my mastermind that's coming out um, later this year. 
I'm so freaking excited for women who are at or just passing that six figure cusp in their business and are really looking to, yeah, move into pleasure, like move from desire, move from what feels good and, and continue to support themselves in their business exploration and their, in their, relational intimacy and all those things from from their bodies what feels good and from this really like reclined you know reclined ceo place i have been a practitioner and studying feminine embodiment body-based intimacy practices and really using my own life as a practice arena for the last six years It'll be six years, I guess, in September, so five and a half. But I've always been a seeker. I've always been curious. I've always felt more mature than anyone around me. And I've said this a few times, but I'm turning 30. This episode is coming out as I turn 30 in exactly two weeks from today when I'm recording it. And I've always felt 30, I think. <laughs> I think I've felt 30 since I was like seven. I and mean, probably, you know, some of that's a little <laughs> stored trauma, parents divorce, you know, had to grow up, all those things, older sister. But I really, you know, have learned over this last decade of healing my chronic body pain, of healing my relationship to overconsuming alcohol and food and and just really honestly getting in integrity with what I want to create in this world and how I want to be showing up as I stepped specifically into the motherhood portal and through that 2 years ago it's just been it's just been such a wild ride and so I'm just yeah constantly practicing opening my heart softening to my partner, to those around me, finding the spot of greatest sensation, whether it be from my self-pleasure practice or my coaching world, my, you know, family. It's like, how much do we need to actually spend together? More time does not always equal more intimacy. That can be one of the nuggets. And I set out, I had this idea to do 30 nuggets of gold. I'm always, you know, telling my clients and anybody who's in my space to be listening for the golden nuggets. So I've collected, I've compiled, you know, 30 golden nuggets from my life so far as a, just really a, a, a moment to like reflect on my life, to just sink in and just share some funny stories and yeah I think this will likely get cut into two parts because (laughs) I love to talk if you are if you've been in one of my spaces before yeah you know I love to talk right now I'm in Michigan in northern Michigan this is where we've been calling home currently my husband Anders and daughter Emma and I we have family up here my family and um, it feels really good And I'm so excited to see what this next year brings us um, in 2022 as we really, uh, yeah, really have a desire to have our own place and also still have the mobility to be in multi, multiple countries throughout the year. So here we are 
I'm gonna dive into the 30 lessons. If I get off track or maybe I just get it. I don't know what's, how this is gonna go. We're just gonna go with it and see what happens. So yeah, get your notepad out, whatever you want, or just listen. Like trust that like, you know, you'll get the things. That's one of the, one of the lessons. Maybe I'll, this will be point five. It's like, you'll get the things when you're meant to get them. Like I always remember trying to like listen so hard or like, you know, in school, like study so hard. And it's like, those things will go into my, your awareness. My awareness is my experience. Like when I'm actually meant to know about them, not like I can't just cram shit in my brain for the sake of cramming it in there. Okay. So let's dive in. It's like in no particular order. All of them have been like wonderful, as Oprah would call it, like aha moments in my life. And some are funny. Yeah, some I'll tell stories about, some I'll share where they're from, and others will just kind of, we'll just see how it goes. So, okay, number one, just because it looks good doesn't mean it feels good. This has, ugh, I mean, do I need to say anymore? I don't know. <laughs> this one has just been such a practice for me. And where this one came from was actually sharing about my birthday party, which is coming up next week. And I shared about it a few months ago, a few weeks ago at the time of recording. And it looks really good. It sounds really good. But I actually wasn't like fully on the spot. And when we say on the spot, it's like the, the place of most sensation, like the place of most vulnerability, the place of where your whole, or my whole body would just be like on fire and also relaxed at the same time. And the spot that my friend reflected to me, I had a good friend reflect. She was like, yeah, you rented this badass house, but you also forgot to mention the fact that like everybody's contributing to coming. Like everybody's opted in, not only in just like coming up for a party weekend, but like in taking time off work and paying and, and all these things. And I really just got that so deep and got to really reflect on like where else in my life am I just trying to have things look good for the sake of looking good but if I can actually connect a little bit deeper to that thing and make sure it feels good it ends up looking way better than I have, could have ever imagined because now I've got my friends helping me get the cake and the flowers or whatever and all right number two short-term solutions often create long-term problems. I found this one out with parenting, you know, and, and it's like, I don't know if this applies everywhere. There's a, there's a, a tip or a golden nugget here about that. I've learned 30, another lesson, like just, yeah, we'll get to that one. But I've noticed that like, if I need a quick fix with like keeping Emma occupied or, you know, if she's crying and we like give her a cookie or whatever, we don't really do this a lot, but because I've noticed this, like, and Anders is really great about this, like not just offering that quick fix because then, then she'll just want the quick fix again. Same with like, you know, if something's not working in my business and I just like keep like putting the bandage over it, bandage, 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 rather than, okay, what is actually like needed here? What does she need? You know, looking at my daughter, it's like, what, what could she actually need? Is it little support? Is it like not that way? You know, and just noticing more than I get kind of screwed. I was just doing this with like gummy bears. I gave her gummy bears and like we played like hide and seek with the gummy bears before a diaper change the other day. And now she wants a gummy bear every time we're doing a diaper change. <laughs> so, 
you know, these things don't last forever, thankfully, but just, yeah, uh, a, a lesson I've learned so far. All right, this is a great one. Number three, there is a thing as too much eyebrow filler. <laughs> Victoria of late 2016 really surely made up for overplucked Vic of the early 2000s. I don't know if anybody can relate. I have always been obsessed with my eyebrows. My aunt did permanent makeup and so she taught me how to like fill them, not with permanent makeup, but filler from a very young age and then I just ran with that and you know there was a time in the world <laughs> when like big dark eyebrows were all the rage but I had no idea about like shading I didn't really get like many tips beyond like just the filler so <laughs> there was a time and in, in a place where I had some pretty big dark bold eyebrows yeah if you want to see photos I guess I'll I'll dig the archives I've also had hair of every color and length as well too I think so yeah if anybody knows what I'm talking about the Draco Malfoy circa I don't know when I was what age I was that age um yeah you know I've learned light on the eyebrow light you know it's a little darker than the natural hair is about as, as dark as you ever need to go there is a tipping point there all right number four the cool girl doesn't exist in my experience, that's a woman who's unaware of or afraid of her own true desires. Anders has held me to my woman unlike anyone I've ever met before, which is one of the reasons why I'm with him. What I mean by cool girl is like the girl who says, oh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Whatever you want. From this place of like passivity, you know, or like non-committal. And we actually do know. Like this has been my journey with the work in the world of desire, which I've been studying, you know, and actively a practitioner of desire for half a decade now. And we always know. We actually always know. Whether I have the words for it or not, I know what I want, what I need. We, we are the only ones who can know that. And so when we go to this, I don't know, this, like, f forget about, like, especially around being asked what I want or, you know, if I'm afraid it's going to be too much or whatever it is, I, I still go there. I shared a really juicy story on my friend Kelly Bodie's podcast a little bit ago and, you know, got hit with this spot of like, I don't know, again, it went back to like that cool girl that like, kind of like, I don't want to say, I don't want to be the one to be like bold and out there and like, ugh, you know, like, and little, be little and be small. And that's actually not what our men want in my experience that's like <laughs> that's just weak <laughs> and and it's like it's not it's not polarizing it's not provocative it's not it takes a lot like I've had a lot of practice finding my desires figuring out what they sound like what they feel like and now I can recognize when I am in that I don't know or this like nonchalant oh it doesn't matter like whatever for my birthday didn't no I actually know exactly what I want 
And if I don't have the words for it yet, I, I get to the feeling, always go to the feeling first. And then from there, find the words or allow somebody to help me support them, get the words out there. So that's just, yeah, a real good one. Okay, this one, speaking of Kelly Bodie, I think she told me something along this lines as number five. And I love this. Just because one thing is true for somebody doesn't make the opposite false or wrong. And I don't think it's the exact quote she told me, but it's along the lines of like saying like, you know, if I say it's this way, that doesn't mean the opposite is not also true in another context and it's another way for another person, right? So it's like, for me, it's really helpful, especially in these polarizing times of like political climates or the COVID crisis or pandemic or parenting, running a business, like just because I do something some way and if that activates somebody or triggers somebody or whatever it is, like, it's because they've assumed that I'm then saying, or I have assumed, you know, in other circumstances, that what the opposite of what they're saying must be false. And, and maybe that's what I believe, you know, like, I don't know, I, I'm not saying these are my views, but people who are like, some people, you know, for them, it's true that they don't want to get the vaccine. Okay. Then the other people are assuming that they mean by saying they don't want to get the vaccine because of this, that, that getting the vaccine is bad and wrong, right? They may be saying that. They might not be saying that, you know? So here's another one for you. Uh, get curious always. Curiosity is just like the sure fire way to create connection, right? Instead of separation where we judge and, you know like we make separate we make ourselves separate get curious when somebody says something that you might not agree with right that's my practice this is all from my perspective too this is all my truth this is all my word so if anything activates you great let me know or love that <laughs> i'm in the practice of triggering i work in sex and intimacy and sexuality and business and money so of course i'm going to activate and trigger um and I would just invite you to look at like what might be underneath that. Let's see, I lost my account here. All right, number seven, I think we're on. Create before you consume. I love this practice, especially around so showing up on social media, creating this podcast. Like it does not do me any good to sit and scroll for. 10 minutes, half an hour, an hour, whatever it is, and then try and create an Instagram post. <laughs> it does not do me, like, you know, I, ha I don't remember the last time I've listened to a podcast while I've been in this podcast creation, like the final pushes that we're in of birthing, like really, truly, it's been maybe a nine month, you know, ordeal if I looked at when I first really, truly started putting the pieces in place with with my team and and all that so for me this is just so helpful because um and one thing that I hope you get is like your message lies within like your magic is within and so I went around my whole you know 20s really from late teens to till I mean even in until recent years like until I really became a mom I was like 
traveling and doing programs and searching the globe and like doing all these things to like find my magic, to find my purpose. Jesus Christ, the amount of time I spent trying to find my purpose out there in the world. And that was exhausting. And so really, you know, it doesn't do me any good to just like going out. Obviously, I love traveling. That's one of the tips and like getting out and exploring. But doing this from this place of like curiosity, from wholeness, from I'm all good in here, rather than what can I see from out there and how can I, you know, just regurgitate it or recreate it, right? I'm all about inspiration. I love, you know, taking in new experiences, new ideas, new places, new food, all the things, but really, truly, like, doing it from an intentional place now, like, not before I'm going to write, do a podcast, not before I'm going to create some emails for a program, not before I'm going to write this Instagram or the sales page or just anything, right? And um, creating some practices around that to just clear out my system, to empty my mind, to really support myself in having the best, you know, most access to my source because that's where everything's coming from for me and my belief is my source so yeah create before you consume this one number eight here is kind of similar i went i vibed on it a little bit earlier about get curious and all that but comparison is a killer it's when separation or judgment or otherness is present in my experience it's really hard to come from love it's really hard to connect it's really hard to find that open heart space and so anytime that I'm I find myself in those even I mean go back to the example of seeing you know stuff on social media and I make myself other I make myself an other I put them on a pedestal I you know create separation because she's made x amount of dollars in her business and I haven't that's not actually in service to what I'm here in service for so it's about creating intimacy and connection and I have a lot of friends and and colleagues and coaches who I tell you know oh my god that activated me I lean into it I have practices and I have language here that you can learn if you're not already you know it's so relieving to be able to just say the the thing ah and people love hearing it like when it comes not from a place of trying to change them but from you revealing what it is that that is you know activating you i i'm always about it i love when people take responsibility for saying oh my god that triggered me or that inspired me or this expanded me or this stretched me like that's that's pretty much half my work if not more as a coach (laughs) is to just activate and trigger and expand my clients and my friends and my family okay number I think we're on number nine here. Let's see. I've got some notes. Obviously, I had not memorized all these. Maybe it's not obvious. Number nine. Oh, I love this one. I think it's from Michael. I have to look up the book. Michael Cohen. No, that doesn't sound quite right. Pollen. I'll find out. This book about eating. And I've really just, like, it sounds so obvious when I say it, but, like, eat what you want, not too much. (laughs) Like, I don't, I've definitely, you know, tried diets, I've tried restricting, I've tried all these different things, but 
in all honesty, like, that doesn't work for me. I don't think that works for majority of the people. You know, this is no health advice or no <laughs> medical uh, advice here. But in my experience, if I just eat what I want, if I let myself have the ice cream, don't make it a big deal, just... And, and have maybe a little bit less than I think I want and really slow down and enjoy it and eat it. Like that hits the spot. That satisfies that thing that I wanted. And then my stomach isn't killing me either. So eat what you want, just not too much. I'll have to look up the book or put it in the show notes. <laughs> All right. Number 10. A lot of these are really just recent like Obviously, I've heard them a lot before, but they're just recent where I'm really starting to get it, like put it into motion. And so number 10 is if my mind is cloudy or my, my I'm feeling fucked up, <laughs> it's time to move my body. And I've been working out like pretty consistently since I've been here in Michigan now, like, I don't know, geez, two months. I feel so good. The energy that I can access, that I have for, you know, spending time with my family, all my clients. I have like a crazy day of calls tomorrow and I'm like so excited to like get up and work out before. So I will be just like full and juicy and overflowing. And I didn't used to be like that. I was really, especially postpartum, especially when I had so much chronic body pain and fatigue and I had cortisol burnout and I've really run my body through the gauntlet of, of things. And I was scared to overexert myself because I thought that my energy was finite. And I was I was really scared, you know, about like, especially postpartum. And I was just like, what if I, what if I don't have the energy to be, you know, a good mom? And then I've started working. And what if I don't have the energy for my clients? Like I can't possibly work out and like, you know, spend energy in that way. And what I have come to learn, and I don't know if this applies everywhere, but pretty much like what I've seen across the board, whether it's sensual movement or five rhythms or ecstatic dance or yoga or weightlifting, or you find your flavor, right, of movement, that when I'm moving just a little bit faster than I think I'm capable of, my system actually is humming. Like I just started driving stick shift and there's that sound, there's like the sound when like you're in low gear and it's like, and like the truck's like really trying and it's like, it's not humming, you know? It's like when I'm working but I'm and I'm doing the things and I'm just kind of getting by, but I'm not putting myself into that higher gear of getting it a workout in, getting a walk in, getting, you know, booking up my day so that I have three days of calls and then the rest of the week off, you know, putting yourself into high gear allows your body to find that rhythm, to find that flow, to find that, oh, that good, you know, that good hum. And yeah, and it just, I just find that so far I am obsessed with it. So I'll report back in six months or so. Let's see how it's going. Okay. I think I'm going to, I'm definitely going to make this two parts. I'll do the, I'll do like three or four more here. Let's see. This is great. Exactly what I'm talking about. One of my favorite practices, things I tell my clients, whatever. I'm allowed to change my mind. And so are you. So 
this is from an empowered place, not like a disempowered place of like, oh, never mind. I don't want to do this program. It's like too challenging. Like, I know it's like, oh, I, I set out to, you know, write 30 lessons and do a podcast of 30 lessons and I'm going to change my mind and do two podcasts of 15, let's say, you know, <laughs> whatever it is, you can reserve the right to change your mind. Peter Kelly is a great example of this. She's like, this is the thing I'm so committed to right now. This is the thing I'm so obsessed with and I might change my mind. And this goes back to, you know, I don't know what number it was, five or six or, you know, it's like, like just because one thing is true doesn't mean the opposite is false or wrong, right? So it's like, you can be all gung-ho for like eating vegan and then you can change your mind and eat meat and then you can change your mind and be a vegetarian and then you can, you know, it's like, that is just, it's okay. The thing that I'll say, you know, I talk about this a lot with like my new business clients. It's like, or at any stage, really, like, just be willing to commit for today. Like, go all in on what you're committing to today, who you're serving, the program you're working. Revisit it tomorrow. Can you commit again or does it need to adjust? Does it need to change? Just Is there something that is louder? Is there something that is more clear that is coming through for you that would that would serve you better, that would serve your clients better, that would serve the world better? Then go for that. Otherwise, commit and trust it'll change if it's meant to this is such a good one it's okay to say i love you to anybody if you mean it (laughs) i used to have this fear like i can't say i love you to like my clients or these random people or people i just met like what if they think i'm weird what if they think but like i have now gotten access to feeling to being in my body to experiencing my heart opening to feeling love And it feels so good to offer that to somebody to sell. Oh my God, I love you. I used to have so much fear around that, like saying it to this friend and not to this friend. And that goes to the second part of this podcast. Like it's also okay to not say it back, you know, Anders and I have this practice of like not being in commerce. So like you don't just have to say, I love you back because somebody says I love you or thank you or whatever it is. Right. It's like Anders and I actually have this practice of like, he can say, I love you to me. And I can say, thank you. Or like, just receive it and be an open heart. And he does it to me. And, and it catches you. It's like a pattern disrupt. Cause you're like, Oh wow. You know, I notice. I'm like, Oh my God, I definitely have just been like saying like, love you, love you. And not really meaning it or like, and feeling it and letting him feel my love. And you can also say it, you know, in just your eyes, you can say it in your, how you show up in a hug, like, but really just slowing down and getting intentional and, and, but also being unafraid to open your heart, right? Like I had a teacher say to me, if you're living, if you're not willing to live with an open heart, you're out there breaking hearts. And that just really stuck with me because I want to be in connection with as many people as I can. I want to feel as many people as I can and and I also want to you know have my own space which I do my own boundaries and create calm but what a gift it is to let your barista feel your heart and your thank you or you know the guy at the gas station just with an extra little wave and a smile and a you know moment it's just it really truly just expands expands the world 
So I don't know what number that was. Okay, here's just the last few and then, then we'll take a little break, I think. If I'm judgmental of someone or something, it most certainly means I have something that I want that they are showing me that I'm not letting myself have. Plain as day. I don't want to give any too many examples, but really, truly look at where you judge others for having that experience, that partner, that lavish life, whatever it is. Maybe you don't need that exact flavor of thing, but you have your own version of it that you desire, that you want, that if you give yourself or if you just even shared with them consensually, of course, ask consent, you could find your spot. So, okay, this one's for anyone who's in college or, you know, figuring out, still in that phase, like, I don't know what I want to do, like, go out and have fun. Go out, get out of the fucking library. (laughs) Go out and have fun. There's, I mean, yes, of course. If you are there and it feels good, stick with it. But I just remember in college, you know, there were so many people who would over-medicate and over-stress and over-caffeinate and it's it, you don't you don't get a prize for stressing out more and uh, I laughed because there was a woman I went to college with and she was on the pre-med track and so she took her studies very seriously she also you know partied really hard when she did everything and, and well, <laughs> you know now we're both life coaches so <laughs> I just, you'll get where you're meant to get, uh, truly. If you're there, it feels good. If you're nourished by the things that you're doing, keep going. If you are forcing and efforting and putting external, extra stress on yourself for the sake of like studying harder or whatever the fuck, like go out, grab your fake ID if you have one, or if you're not 21 yet, or ask somebody for one fucking loved my fake ID. (laughs) Go and have some fun. Get some life experiences. Talk to somebody different. Shake that shit up. Like you are going to get where you are meant to get. I can honestly tell you, I would have never imagined my path would lead me here 10 years ago, even six years ago, even three years ago. So I just really want to say that for anybody out there who's overstressing work, whatever the hell it is. Okay, this goes with that one perfectly. So go and travel. You can learn so much about yourself, about others. You think you want to be married to somebody or date somebody, go and travel with them. Then you'll find out if you can, (laughs) in my experience, how it really goes. Anders and I traveled together, you know, he was living in Denmark for the year before we got married and moved back to the U.S. and I was living in the U.S. We went on a couple trips together, like, go out and travel by yourself, go travel with friends, travel luxurious and and backpack, like, do, give yourself the full spectrum because, yeah, luxurious travel is nice, but it's not actually for everybody and it's not actually for all the time. Like, I really think that I've had just as much valuable, wonderful experiences backpacking and connecting with people and eating dollar, you know, fried rice on the street corners of Bangkok as I I have sitting, you know, in the five-star peninsula for for a $15, $20 acai bowl and 
don't know, probably more. They have like gold flakes on them. I've had some really, really wonderful experiences in my life traveling in a whole range of, of experiences. So yeah, give it to yourself. Give it to yourself, give it to yourself, give it to yourself. Even if it's just a road trip to a new part of town or, you know, the town next door you've never been to. It's just, you learn, I've learned so much about myself, my people skills, my street skills, and I've really learned how to trust myself, trust my intuition. I've been in, I put myself in some sketchy places. I've been in some sketchy situations. I've always had this awareness that I am protected, that I am safe, and I've, I've, leaned on that I have trusted that I have stretched it maybe a little bit but I'm sitting here today you know safe and secure and I know I've got some good guardian angels up there so yeah this one might also feed in perfectly number 15 fear is excitement without breath so be scared take some deep breaths and find the turn on find the excitement find that titillating feeling of your heart bursting like let yourself have that moment now i am in search of these moments of fear like that crippling fear that i can alchemize through my body by breathing by embodying the sensations of what I think that experience is going to give me by letting them flow into my system, into my awareness, spread out of my limbs, out of my body, and like, oh. Ah. It's such a good practice. It's such a good practice. So I'm going to leave it here for today keep you yearning. <laughs> I would love to hear from you. You can send me a DM on Instagram at underscore mama Vic underscore, or you can send me an email victoria at wellcuratedwellness.com. What, what resonated? What did you get? What did you hear? Your feedback is so valuable. I, I truly, truly, truly take it to heart and I'm obviously doing this because I love I have so much inside of me even just saying you know these are 15 I think I gave a few extras in between those. so there's that means there's another 15 to go and the stories that I have line like I just I really yeah there's so much so please share what resonated what you got if you think somebody would resonate with this episode or be inspired by this episode or be activated by this episode please share that with them you can send it straight from apple Podcasts or spotify and i'm just so grateful if you're still here listening <laughs> that you've spent this time with me i love you i mean it and i'll see you for part two